So today's episode, I am going to focus on scripture that is either God speaking or, or Jesus speaking. Um, not just, you know, okay, God's word, not in the general. I'm talking about God speaking or Jesus speaking in scripture and what they have to say in regards to the way people are dressed and the importance of a person's outward appearance. So when the church keeps doing these sermons on, you know, how Christians dress and what we wear, the, um, the assumption, the myth is that when we figure that out, the more we know how to dress, that we're going to look more like our heavenly father. By the way we dress, we can look more like, look more like Christ. We're going to find out today that none of that is true. All these sermons are not doing anything to teach people how to look more like God. This whole process of teaching people how to dress is literally church-sanctioned prejudice. It's teaching people how to judge based on their appearance. This is the My Sister Said podcast, and I'm your host, Uche Amaneke. If you know me from my YouTube channel, you know that I'm all about that active faith life. But I also know trusting God with your Sunday through Saturday and your eternity, it takes practice. So in this podcast, I am diving deeper. We are going to be talking about everything from spiritual abuse to a biblical view on twerking. Yes. Our faith is not just religion, it's real life. This is what community looks like, people. Hello, it's Uche. Welcome back to La My Sister Said podcast. And uh, it feels really good to be back. Okay, (laughs) okay. So this podcast about Christians just going through crap and dealing with stuff and Christians who want a Christian without a stick up their butt. That's what I just want to do with this podcast. So I'm excited to get started. And I guess I'd call this my second season, but maybe, I don't know. I don't really have seasons, just episodes. So anyways, let's dive in because I'm excited about this one. All right. Uh, This podcast episode is going to be about the subject of modesty and um, mainly debunking the myth, the myth around modesty, because it's something that's been pushed a lot in church and it really needs to stop because it's complete bullshit. And I will tell you why today. All right. So, so if this is your first time on the podcast or in this series, this modesty myth series, um, today we're diving into part two. Um, part one was posted a little while ago, but it's also on my YouTube channel and on the, you know, on the episode playlist. Okay. So you can go ahead and check that one out. And that's basically just about, um, debunking the myth that nakedness is a sin, like God is ashamed to God for people to be naked. And if you want to unpack that little myth, you can go ahead and watch or listen to that episode and you can jump back into part two. Okay. Um, But specifically for today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the myth that there is a Christian way to dress. Uh, That's something that's been taught my entire life, (laughs) my entire life in church. I've heard all my life that there's a Christian way to dress. You know, you wear longer skirts, not short shorts, not bikinis, not this, not that. And it usually is, you know, it usually is pointed towards females, Um, you know, but I guess to be inclusive, they've also included males sometime like, oh, don't show off your six pack or your arms or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever, right? All right, so today we're going to be going into that myth that there is a Christian way to dress. And 
first things first is that like whenever I decided to start this series, when I decided to just dive into and start deconstructing this attitude about modesty that I've seen all my life, I didn't go into it thinking that I would um, disagree with what's been taught in church. I went to it being like, okay, you know what, Uche, you might not like what answer you get. You might not, you know, that freedom that you want to wear whatever the heck you want to wear, whenever you want to wear it and not need to feel judged. You might not get that. (laughs) You might be like, you know what? God does say, God's word says we need to dress like this. This is how Christians are supposed to dress. There is a regulation for this. And so I didn't go into it with, you know, looking for answers that I liked. That's what I really, I really want to stress because I'm trying to um, go into going to have an attitude that says, you know, I have a defense for my faith that is completely biblical, that it's, it's based on God's word completely and God's character and how Jesus walked on this earth. That's what I, that was my goal in, um, and honestly unpacking every single, um, I guess, ideology or Christian culture, cultural, um, I don't know, Christian cultural tradition that I've grown up on. So I've wanted to challenge those and just make sure they're all about God's word and God's character. All right. So that's my, <laughs> that's just how I went into this process. And um, coming out of this process, I've understood that there is literally no such thing as a Christian way to dress. No such thing, no such biblical thing. And um, what really helped me get to this point really helped me get to this point was to start asking myself like simplest questions like what is a christian's job what is our number one responsibility our first commandment and that's to love god above everything right you know we're called christians that means we're supposed to be christ-like so in today's episode we're going to be disproving the myth that there is that there is a christian way to dress And we are going to do this by answering two questions. Does the way a Christian dress or the clothes we wear as Christians, does that make a statement about our our faith or our dignity? Okay. The second question we're going to be answering is, does God care about the way Christians dress or the clothes Christians wear? Okay. These are very important questions. All right. So, all right. So, let's just dive into this. First question. Does God care about the way Christians dress? Let us see. The answer is no. By saying that, you know, that God cares about the way we dress, here's the assumptions being made. There is a way to dress that honors God. If there's a way to dress that honors God, that means there's a way to dress that dishonors God. And that's just not true. And honestly, we know that for sure because of one specific verse in the Bible Okay. Okay. And the verse that answers this question, does God care about the way Christians dress is answered, you know, is a resounding no. And that resounding no comes from, you know, comes directly from God's mouth. (laughs) And it's in, and that's in first Samuel 16 verse seven. And so, because context is super duper important, you know, every time you read the Bible, we're going to just take it back for a second. And so, let me tell you uh, what's been, what's happening in this little section of scripture, okay? Um, Samuel is a prophet, and he is choosing another king for, um, he's doing God's work to choose another king for, uh, for Israel, because Saul kept messing up. The previous king kept messing up, Okay. 
And so uh, God sends him to the house of Jesse. All right. And Jesse has eight sons. And um, Samuel invites Jesse and his family to a sacrificial feast. But um, Jesse only brings seven of his eldest sons because he thinks, you know, those are the stronger ones. Those are the most good looking ones. And he's like, all right, if God is choosing a king, you know, if God is choosing a new king, it's going to, of course, going to be one of my seven older, stronger, you know, cooler sons. I don't know, <laughs> not cooler. Um, so, you know, instead of bringing his son, David, his youngest son, David, to this feast, he just decided to leave David at home and to tend to the sheeps. All right. But however, throughout this, um, throughout the, um, throughout the, the feast, and while um, Samuel is kind of asking God, hey, is this the new king? Is this the new king? Is this the, you know, this has got to be the new king because, you know, look, he's so good looking. He looks so strong, blah, blah, blah. But throughout that whole process, God's like, nah, 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 dude, none of these, none of these boys are the one, but it is a son of Jesse. And so, but so God in turn says this, um, this is first Samuel 16, verse seven. All right. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Okay? This is the character of God. And so Samuel asked Jesse, um, hey, where's your, where's your youngest son? And Jesse's like, oh, oh, him? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, you know, he's back at home tending to the sheep, right? And so whenever, so whenever Jesse sends for David and David, this young, the youngest, smallest son comes to this feast, um, both Jesse and Samuel are surprised because God has chosen this dude. He chose David, the youngest son, um, you know, Cinderella story. He chose him out of all those other men to become the new king of Israel. So to answer the question, how much does God care about your outward appearance? The answer it's not a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> he doesn't care. And what makes sense is like, of course not, right? Um, <laughs> right? Because if you think about it, you know, think about putting on your most modest Christian-y, quote unquote, outfit, right? Your most, you know, your highest turtleneck or your, you know, baggiest jeans, whatever. If you have that outfit on, you know, can you hide your sin from God with that wonderful outfit? Like it's, no, he doesn't need to see your clothing. He can see straight to your heart, straight to your mind, straight to your inner thoughts, your hopes, your dreams, your wants, everything. He, you, what your clothes is like, oh, it's a non-issue, right? It's a non-factor. And so, and that's something that we need to remember throughout scripture, throughout when we're talking about modesty. And so it seems to me in just with this one verse, and we're going to, of course, go into more. It seems to me that if we want to be more like Christ, if, you know, the mission of Christians is to be more like Christ, which means to look more like our Heavenly Father, look more like God, then it kind of makes me wonder, why are there so many sermons and so, so much emphasis brought on how we should dress, when if we want to look like, more like God, it's like we need to be practicing what it means to stop judging people based on their appearance. That's something that, um, of course, is something I will go into a little bit later, but just, <laughs> I guess, not for time purposes, because I mean, I have all day if I want to, but just because, um, to try to focus the message. 
And so that makes me realize that for the longest time, by teaching Christians how to dress or how not to dress, none of that taught people how to look more like Jesus. None of that taught people how to, you know, how to emulate and how to reflect the character of their Heavenly Father. You know, you're not going to become more Christ-like by learning how to dress. Okay? Okay? All right, so let's move on to the next point. The um, other myth that we're going to be busting today, okay, is the idea that the way we dress, the clothes Christians wear, makes a statement about our faith. So with this myth, it makes the assumption that people can tell that you're a Christian by the way you dress. Then it also makes the assumption that, um, that Christians can tell that someone else is a Christian simply by the way they dress. This is a lie of the devil, and it is kind of scary that this is being taught in the church. Uh, this summer, the young adult ministry at my church did a sermon on a lesson on modesty, and it was called, Modest Isn't Hottest, But It's Better, okay? Modest Isn't Hottest, But It's Better. And that was taught by um, my Pastor David Marvin. So during that lesson, he makes three points, okay? He says, you know, modest isn't hottest, but it's better for three reasons. And the reasons he gave in that lesson were modesty honors God by serving others. Modesty attracts the right people. And modesty reveals your dignity. All right. So first off, we're going to um, punt the whole that modesty honors God by serving others and um, modesty reveals your dignity. Um, if you just to kind of debunk, debunk those two, those two, um, they're lies. Okay? They're not true. Those lies, you can watch that first episode or listen to that first episode about modesty, um, which is called your body is never a stumbling block. Okay. Um, because honestly, the clothes you wear, says nothing about your dignity, okay? You have dignity regardless of the clothes that you wear. Um, dignity is given to us by God, and God's the only one who can take that away. So, we don't lose it. You can't, you know, you can't modify it. You're, you're dignified regardless. So, the thing that's left from him was the, um, it says, modesty attracts the right people, okay? Uh, <laughs> I kind of can't believe that's actually been said on stage at a church, but okay. All right. So, um, so remember, okay, I just want to make sure we're emphasizing this. Everything a Christian does, everything we do is supposed to honor God. So what God wants, what God desires, what God values, those are the things that we're supposed to consider. Okay. Let me read like a little quote from the sermon from, um, well, not from exactly from the sermon, but this is a quote that a post that my pastor David Marvin made on his Instagram, and he has 16 something thousand followers. Okay. So it says at formal events, the way you can recognize who is a member of the British royal family is simple. They wear a crown. You know who they are by what they wear. If you are a Christian, you are part of the a royal line that is far more significant, long-lasting, and true, and true than an earthly monarchy. Then he continues, You are a royal heir to the ultimate king whose name is Jesus. Similar to the British crown, the world should recognize who we are 
and whose we are by what we wear. And although that sounds nice, that I guess that sounds nice, um, that is, that it's completely incorrect. It's complete bullshit because that is really given a lot of authority to how much influence outward appearance should play in the Christian's life. So he's saying that people, people should be able to tell you're a Christian, or people can tell that you're a Christian by the clothes that you wear. Now let's see what Jesus has to say about that. So one of my favorite verses, some of my favorite chapters in the Bible now is uh, Matthew 23. And Matthew 23 is like super hilarious to me at least because Jesus literally goes in like, uh, just all the shade, like literally tells off the Pharisees, um, basically just calling them out for all their hypocrisy and just how awful they've been, like how awful they've been as religious leaders. Okay. So he goes and calls them out in public, you know, calls them out for their bullshit and for their, um, just for their hypocrisy. But one of the things that really stood out to me in this conversation, especially in regards to this conversation about modesty and what Christians should wear, this is a couple of the verses that really stood out to me. So in verse five of Matthew 23, it says, everything they do is for show. On their arms, they wear extra wide prayer boxes with scripture verses inside. They wear ropes with extra long tassels. So another important verse, verse for me in this passage is um, verse 25, and it says, What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, of filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence, you blind Pharisees. First wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. And then verse 27, this is the real one, right? Um, verse 27 says, What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Verse 28 says, Outwardly, you look like righteous people but inwardly your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. Jesus calls out how the Pharisees' outward appearance, everything that a human eye can see, seems righteous. It looks like they are good people. They are God-fearing people. But in their heart, where it really counts, where God sees, where Jesus sees, it's wickedness, it's greed, it's just... Um, heartlessness it's pride so honestly with jesus with jesus christ's own words the way a religious person dresses the clothes that they wear makes no statement about their faith and the state of their heart it doesn't make any statement about that and what's really interesting and kind of actually the scary part is um, another verse that actually kind of um, speaks to Something that, something that we've seen in the church and something that we've seen, of course, within the world, but also within the church and like religious abuse and spiritual abuse. This verse actually answers another bonus question if you need another indication of how Jesus, um, how Jesus regards outward appearance and how much authority Christians should be given, should be giving the outward appearance of someone and, um, you know, themselves also. Okay. And that is in Matthew 7. Okay, and that's verse 15. The, verse 15, it says, 
It says, beware, this is Jesus, Jesus speaking. It says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. And that's by their actions, okay? So Jesus is literally warning Christians against judging someone solely based on their appearance, solely based on what they look like. He says that ravenous wolves, that evil people understand how deceptive, you know, you know, dressing, quote unquote, dressing like a Christian can be, you know, and in, in, in every single instance, honestly, of God's word, it's, it's kind of a warning to stop judging people based on appearance and, you know, and to stop putting so much emphasis and giving so much authority to the appearance of people. Like, you know, even the whole Christmas story, right? I think about it, it's like, okay, Jesus was born in a manger, not in a palace, not in a, you know, not in a hospital, nowhere safe. He was born in a, born in a barn on the outside in the most impoverished conditions. And he's still the savior of the world. You know, even David and Goliath, that story, right? David and Goliath. <laughs> David was a small kid and Goliath was this huge, ridiculous looking man. And who won that fight? So what does that say about his appearance? And, and you know, even in this instance about the wolf in sheep clothing, it's like he, he literally says, you will not know someone. You will not recognize a person, a good person from a bad person based on their appearance you will not be able to see that. <laughs> That's how they'll come to you. The wolf is not going to have a, you know, a tattoo on his forehead that says, hey, I'm a wolf. I'm about to eat you. You know, no, <laughs> I'm about to like, I'm about to attack them. Like, no, he's going to come in the most, in the most un, just the most unassuming way. And oh my gosh. And even my, my pastor's, um, what is it called? One of his little points was dressing a certain way, modesty, attracts the right kind of people. And I'm like, huh, huh. Well, I mean, way to give the, give the keys to the kingdom. Like, hey, if you dress a certain way, you could probably, you can deceive a lot of people. If you dress a certain way, you can deceive a lot of people. So judging based on the appearance of something, the outward appearance of somebody is, is incorrect. It is honestly, it's setting people up to be abused, setting people up to fail, setting people up to be taken advantage of. The only way is by their fruit and by their actions. Because the only person that knows anyone's true heart, true purpose is God. And so that should not be a message that's taught in the church. And something that we need to desperately unlearn and stop teaching. So <laughs> that brings us to the end and um, of part two. And part three, I'm going to go into what modesty actually looks like as Christians and um, what we need to do to practice that modesty and what we need to do to practice that way of living. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.